particular day, we had a, a, a traditional sermon been preached where he gave some challenges to the congregation, and it was a great lesson and a great opportunity uh, for us to, to have another study of God's Word. But we decided this year to take a little bit of a different approach. What we want to do now that we've cast the vision for next year is we want to talk about how we're going to bring that vision into reality, how we can realize that vision in the work of the church in 2024. So together with the aid of Ben Squared, we're going to share with you, share with you the ways in which we're going to implement home in the work of the Buford Church of Christ next year. And there, it's really going to come down to three big things right now. This isn't the exhausting list of everything we're going to do, but this is some of the highlights we wanted to emphasize to you. One of the ways that we are going to emphasize home in 2024 is through our special event Sundays. Now, our special event Sundays, you're probably familiar with them. We have four of them every year. They're Charge, Focus, Harvest, and Refine. Today is the fourth of those Sundays for this year. But each of these days is going to connect with our home theme in some capacity. We'll start with Charge. Charge is a weekend in January. This next year is going to be on January 12th through 14th. It's an entire weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And our theme for Charge this coming year is going to be centered around the church. See, the purpose of Charge is to challenge and to rejuvenate the church. It's a weekend intended to benefit believers. And so the theme for this weekend in 2024 is Welcome Home. It's going to be a study uh, of what it means to be the church what it means for the church to be called the household of God. We've got a great guest speaker coming in. We want you to mark it on your calendars, plan to be here, and to, to learn about what it takes for us to be a church that welcomes people home. Ben? Our next uh, big event of the year is going to be Focus Sunday which is going to take place on April 28th this year. Focus Sunday uh, is a Sunday that is designed to look at maybe a topic or a group of people that we don't necessarily address a lot or spend a lot of time on, and we get to spend an entire Sunday focusing on that specific topic. In a year where we're talking about the home, what we're going to be talking about at Focus Sunday this year is the homes that... Nobody really talks about. There is a painful reality that many families who are a part of our church family and a part of our church family across the world are experiencing homes that aren't the traditional family. Um, and a lot of times in our churches, we spend a lot of time, and we're going to spend a lot of time this year, looking at, hey, in a traditional family you have these things that you can be working on and you get to do these things in a traditional family, but we rarely spend time addressing the family who's been through divorce, big sicknesses, having blended families, those who are widowed, single parents, and maybe other types of homes that might not be a stereotypical traditional home. And so on this Focus Sunday this year, we are going to get to spend an entire day focusing on these families, how these families can continue to grow spiritually, uh, and also for those who maybe have never been a part of a non-traditional family, how we can sit there and, and open our eyes to what those families are going through and also celebrate with them the beauty of what some of those families have uh, in their lives. Wonderful. Ben? One thing we've always looked forward to the past few years is our Harvest Weekend, where we intentionally have a series of lessons designed 
for everyone to be able to come and to grasp the information that's being presented in those lessons. Uh, we try to make those very fundamental and foundational in their approach and in their delivery. And so we're very intentional about who we select to come and, and to speak during that weekend so that you can feel confident that whoever you invite from your work or from your school or from uh, whatever walk of life, whoever you invite can come here and can leave with a knowledge of what it takes to be saved, what it takes to be in the Lord's church, and the importance of that. This year, though, with our idea of home, I think it's very important for us to look at Harvest Weekend as an opportunity for us to go out into the world and find those lost individuals who don't realize this is the home that they never realized they needed. And so we, we're very much reminded of that lost son in Luke chapter 15 who went off to a far country, didn't realize how far away from home he had gotten, and he came home to the Father. And so our goal this year with Harvest Weekend is to do a very similar thing with those in our life that are lost and need to come home. Whether they see this as a home yet or not, it is a home for them, just like Kyle was talking about this morning. And that final Big Sunday, of course, is associated with this one, Refine. It'll happen on December 8th of next year. But here's the thing. Next year, Refine is going to be extra special. Because I don't know if all of you realize this or not, but this congregation began assembling on December 1st, 1974. Which means that next December, when we arrive for Refine, we will be celebrating our 50th year of existence. And so not only are we going to host Refine Sunday on December 8th, we're going to host a homecoming as well. We're going to have this wonderful occasion where we get to bring back members that, that haven't been here in a long time, that we get to worship together and celebrate what the Lord has done through this congregation for the past 50 years. So mark your calendars, save the date, December 8th, 2024. Not only will be refined Sunday, but it's going to be our 50th, 50th anniversary and our uh, homecoming next year. So 2024 is going to be a spectacular year. We've given you these dates now so that you can go ahead and put them on your calendars. We want you to be thinking about them. And all of these special Sundays will have a connection to the home theme in 2024. But on top of the special event Sundays, we also want to emphasize this theme in our Sunday evening services. Ben McGreevy is going to tell us a little bit about that. Let me tell you, when I think about what Sunday nights are going to be in 2024, I am giddy beyond belief. Because when I step back and look at, at what we have an opportunity to do uh, this coming year on Sunday night, Sunday evenings when we gather back together, I think that what you're going to experience is uh, a totally different feel that can maybe engage our minds in the theme home in a different way. Each Sunday evening, as we normally do, we're going to come and gather together in the auditorium. But the style of service that we're going to be participating in is going to be on a rotation that repeats monthly. Uh, and while that seems exciting, because it, it definitely is exciting, I, I don't even think that this is the best part. I think that there, this, there's a lot more to be excited about. This year is going to be, like we mentioned constantly today, talking about the home. Well, instead of 
just sitting there and saying, okay, well, for the month of February, we're just going to tackle a random topic. No, 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 no. What we're going to do in every single month is we're going to grab a certain topic that is related to the home in some way, and that entire month of Sunday evenings is going to be dedicated to that topic. So instead of having a bunch of smaller lessons throughout the year, we're going to have 10 of the 12 months that are going to focus in on one specific topic where we can go into an intense understanding of something surrounding home. And each month, like I mentioned, we'll spend those four Sunday nights focusing on one topic. So by the time a month ends, it comes uh, to completion, our hope is that we have addressed a topic on home in full detail and we can walk away celebrating our newfound knowledge, wisdom, and love for why God has allowed us to be his people. I'm going to let these guys tell you how it's going to be laid out and why you should also be very excited about this. So typically on the first Sunday of every month, typically, we will have a regular study, an in-depth biblical study on the topic for that month. It will take a format you're used to most of the time, but it's going to simply be our week every month to study the topic in depth. Then we get to the second Sunday of the month, and on the second Sunday of the month, we're going to conduct a singing night. Now, we do singing nights all the time, but these are going to be different. They're going to be themed to the topic that we're addressing that month. We've got some fantastic song leaders here and guys who invest a lot of time into preparing for song services, and we're going to unleash that on these singing nights. So these are going to be thematically based, uh, organized by some of our song leaders along with the ministers with, uh, with a, a good bit of scripture reading um, uh, sprinkled in there because what we want to do is on that first Sunday, we're going to study the topic. On the second Sunday, we want to sing about the topic. Yeah, and on the third Sunday, typically, we're going to be engaging in a roundtable discussion, uh, Similarly to what you have seen over the past few years since the uh, pandemic, we uh, implemented a, a Ministers of the Roundtable, and I know many of you enjoy that to this very day, to have the opportunity to listen to different voices. Uh, maybe you connect with Ben McGreevy more than you do Ben Hogan, and so that's an opportunity for you to always leave here on that third Sunday with an opportunity to have taken something away from the lesson uh, regardless of what we're talking about that night. And it's really going to be set, the stage is going to be set on that first Sunday of the month as the in-depth Bible study, uh, the sermon that's delivered, kind of sets the tone for that whole month. And then we have the opportunity a, a couple of weeks later to come together and dig deeper uh, to have some more difficult questions be asked and, and kind of have the opportunity to grow uh, with one another as we discuss it. But also this year, we want to make sure that we uh, empower some of you to be on this roundtable, uh, some of our elders and, and some of the, the, the men in this congregation. So uh, we're going to be very excited to know uh, from the beginning of the year, you know, 10 months from now, that's what that roundtable is going to be about. Uh, that's what we're very excited about this year with our third Sundays. On the fourth Sunday of each month, we're going to have a special uh, Sunday night service dedicated primarily to prayer. I know, Kyle, you were just talking about last or, or a couple years ago how difficult sometimes it can be to stay engaged during a service that is dedicated to prayer. Uh, but I remember in our discussions with the elders, we, re we, we reminded each other that's exactly what the church in the New Testament did. 
They came together almost in a lot of circumstances, situations, for the sole purpose to pray as a congregation. So what we're going to be doing after we have studied, after we have sang, after we have discussed, we're going to be praying about these things, praying that we can apply these things to our life, uh, praying for the Lord's help so that we can really foster the homes that uh, God would have us to have. But also we're going to end that night with a special call to action. Uh, a special call to action. Uh, I know we have invitations uh, almost every service that we have here, but we really want to, at the end of the month, after you have really meditated and really saturated yourself with this one subject or with this one topic, we want to, at the end of the month, give an opportunity for a special call to action, a special charge, a special challenge for the congregation uh, as we go into the month that follows. You might be sitting there right now saying, you three, what about our teen-led services that have been so popular here at Buford over the last couple of years? Well, good news, every fifth Sunday of the month, when there are the fifth Sundays of the month, that is when we're going to allow our, our teens, our young men, to come and lead that moment of service and com continue the beautiful training that has become a staple here at Buford. Now, we will say this. Some of these months, we just kind of said, hey, the first, second, third, fourth, fifth Sunday of the month will be scheduled like this. There will be a few of these months where it'll change up a little bit just because of uh, like our big events might cause something or in like June and December, there's a lot of other stuff going on and so we might not necessarily do this format on a Sunday night, but in general, most of the months will follow that plan uh, of, of action in that order of Sundays. When we came up with this and we're sitting down and brainstorming this and dreaming it, when we, we came up with, like, we said this, and it made me want to do a cartwheel. I can't do a cartwheel, but it made me want to. That means that each month, when we go through this setting and we look at a topic, we are going to sit down and we're going to study and learn about a topic. We're going to sing about a topic. We're going to talk about a topic, and we're going to pray about a topic. And what an absolutely beautiful way to get to grow together on Sunday evenings. And I hope that you will make plans to make Sunday evenings a part of what you're doing here at Buford. And if you look around and see others who have not made it a priority, encourage them to say, hey, I really think that Sunday nights are going to be a blessing for you. It's going to be different than it's been in the past. Uh, and I think it's going to be a really beautiful 2024 here at Buford. Amen. And one final thing that we're going to utilize to implement this home theme in 2024 has to do with our bulletin articles. And Ben Hogan is going to tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so when you look at our bulletin articles, uh, I know that the, the ministers, we really enjoy the challenge of creating this content, of, of taking whatever we've been going in our everyday life and, and writing an article about it, showing how in everyday life, a lot of times, we, we think about spiritual things as, as, as we're going through our everyday life as ministers. And so here is the past... Uh, four bulletin articles on the screen. Uh, we really enjoy this, and we know that there are many members who really enjoy the article as well. We also know, if you were here in the Bible class hour, that on social media, the bulletin articles are doing really well, uh, are, are being shared and are making an impact uh, in, in, in a great way. But we also know that there are many here that never read the article. 
<laughs> so, I mean, let's be honest. Like, I, I know that whether it be because your life is, is super busy or, or whether it be uh, because you don't like to read or, or maybe you're from Arkansas, so you can't read. So <laughs> I think when it comes to the Bulletin article, that, you know what? That's the first time I've ever done that. I don't, I don't believe so. And it feels good on this day, let me tell you. <laughs> so look, we're going to continue on, Cal. All right. So when we look at this bulletin article, it's amazing to me to think about an opportunity to make these bulletin articles matter a little bit more. Okay? And so what we want to do is, instead of it just being an article, more content that you have to digest, what we want this to become is an at-home devotional where we will still write a bunch of, of content, but at the end, we're going to give you the opportunity to have discussions with your family, to have personal Bible study if, if you're at home uh, and, and your home is, is yourself. We want you to have the ability uh, to have an in-depth Bible study on a weekly basis. And so we're very excited about how this can really help foster this, this theme of home. And one of the key elements of this at-home devotional format that this is going to become is that all of the articles in 2024 are going to be connected by a, a single topic. All of them are going to relate to Jesus in some capacity. This morning we talked about the fact that Jesus must be the foundation on which every home is constructed. And so to aid in that, we're going to have these at-home devotionals all center on Jesus. That means one week you might pick up the uh, bulletin and the, the information rented on, written on the front is a, related to an event in the life of Jesus. And the next week you pick it up and it's related to a t something Jesus taught. Or the next week it might be related to a prophecy about Jesus from the Old Testament or some sort of typology that's present in the Bible that relates to Jesus. Or maybe even another week you open it up and it's something that Paul or Peter or John said about Jesus. But one way or another, every, every message in this at-home devotional is going to connect back to Jesus to emphasize him as the foundation of our lives. If you want to go ahead real quickly and open up to Deuteronomy chapter 6, we kind of wanted to, to talk about why we're doing this as well. Um, Deuteronomy chapter 6 is going to have us looking at the Shema, which is uh, the, the, what the Israelites were given as like a way of life. And I want us to, to read this um, and and see what this has to say. And I want this to inspire us on these at-home devos a little bit. Uh, I'm very excited for this. So Deuteronomy chapter 6, starting in verse 4, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. What we see in Deuteronomy chapter 6 is they are given this message. Hey, this is how you are to live. This is how your life is to change. Jesus is going to repeat these words in Matthew chapter 6, or Matthew chapter 22 as well. When, he says, when he's asked, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And look at what Jesus says. And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor on yourself, as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. 
Jesus repeats what was given to Israel in Deuteronomy 6. Now, if you have spent much time studying the children of Israel, you'll know something about them. They did a poor job at living this out. It did not take many years at all, a generation or two, and suddenly, over and over again, they found themselves falling away from the Lord. Why? I want us to look at what it says next in Deuteronomy 6 and verse 7. Maybe they failed to do what it says here. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and your gates. The children of Israel were commanded to let spiritual discussions be a constant inside of their home. If we do not allow ourselves to let the world, the word of God, be active and present in our home unit, whatever that might look like, we will look back, and I am nervous that we will see our families begin to choose the idols of this world as what they are wanting to follow, just as the children of Israel did. What we are hoping with these at-home studies is to give you a home resource. Maybe right now you say, man, I don't even know how to start a spiritual conversation in my home, or this is kind of an awkward thing for me to get going. Well, now we hope that there's a little bit of an excuse. Now you have a little something where you can walk in and say, hey, today I'm going to study this. Or, or maybe you can invite a couple of friends over and have a study there for you. And at a minimum one time a week, you'll be able to have this conversation with Uh, people around you, or maybe it is just yourself, as Ben mentioned. I share the following story pretty often because it made a huge impact on me. Uh, Amelia and I, when we were seniors in college, were on a retreat with our campus ministry at a public university there in Tennessee. And our campus minister looked at the group, and he was in the middle of a class, and he asked this group of students who were active in church at a public university And he asked, raise your hand if growing up at least one time a week, your family sat down and had a spiritual discussion together. And what happened next left an impression on me that I'll never forget. 80% of people who were sitting there at that retreat raised their hand. And it hit me. It, It was so clear. Those who went to a public university and chose to go to church, grew up in households that constantly had spiritual conversations. What we hope with this is this at-home spiritual discussion is that you can take this and use it in your family unit, and and you might be at a place where your college years are long past, your kids are raised and out of the house, but this can constantly encourage you to have these spiritual discussions inside of the home, and we hope that these in-home devos are going to be a major part of what you can do to have spiritual conversations with your family. These, these aren't all the ways we intend to implement the theme, but these are some of the ways we wanted to emphasize. And I thank Ben and Ben for helping me share that with you this afternoon. Uh, but we hope that you will invest in this home theme in 2024. Now I want to share with you a story, a story about Chick-fil-A. What else? Actually, it has more to do with the founder of Chick-fil-A, Truett Cathy. 
And I found it so uh, appropriate for this theme as we think about 2024. See, back in the 90s, uh, one of Chick-fil-A's chief competitors was a restaurant called Boston Chicken that eventually came, became known as Boston Market. Now, they were in the rotisserie side of things while Chick-fil-A was in the fried side of things, but they were a big competitor for Chick-fil-A. And it, Chick-fil-A found out that Boston Market had set a goal of reaching $1 billion in sales by the year 2000, and to achieve that goal, they were expanding quite fast. They were building restaurants all over the place. And so the executives of Chick-fil-A started brainstorming, what are they going to do in response? How are they going to stay viable in the market? How are they going to handle this competition? A meeting was held at the headquarters at that time. And the uh, VPs and the marketing people are all gathered together. And they're all focused on how to get bigger so they can compete with Boston Market. They're in this conference room with Truett Cathy at the head of the table, and he remained silent for a long time. He wasn't really talking. But they finally reached a point in this discussion about expansion that he started banging his fist on the table. And this is what he said, according to uh, the stories I've read. He said, Gentlemen, I am sick and tired of hearing you talk about us getting bigger. What we need to be talking about is how to get better. If we get better our customers will demand that we get bigger. If we get better, our customers will demand that we get bigger. That statement changed the whole course of the conversation at Chick-fil-A. And as a result of their decision to focus on being better rather than bigger, by the year 2000, Boston Market filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy and Chick-fil-A reached $1 billion in sales. Now, I don't share this story because we need to look around at people as customers. I share the story because it places the emphasis on better. And it reminds me of the story of Mary and Martha that you can read about in Luke chapter 10. In Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42, here is what we read. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. But few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. When we encounter these two sisters in this story, we're introduced to Mary, and we're told that she sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. Meanwhile, you have Martha over there, who we are introduced to as being one that was distracted with much serving. In other words, Martha was consumed with being a good hostess, while Mary was consumed with being a good student. Martha was focused on serving. Mary is focused on learning. And you know what? 
Both of them chose something that was good. Both of these activities are good. Aren't we instructed throughout the New Testament to show hospitality? Aren't we expected as children of God to serve? You see, there's nothing wrong with serving. It is a good thing. It is a godly thing. It is a commanded thing. All too often, we look at Martha and we just criticize her. Do you realize that a few chapters later, she's going to turn around. You can go to John, excuse me, if you go to the Gospel of John, not a few chapters later. If you go to the Gospel of John and you go to the 12th chapter, Martha appears again. And you know what she's doing? She's hosting again. And she doesn't get criticized for it. There's nothing wrong with what Martha is doing. But there was something better she could have been doing. See, that's the emphasis of this story, is that there's a better option in the moment. Serving's not bad, but sitting at the feet of Jesus was better. You see, the issue is not the activity. The issue is the priority. Martha emphasized serving and assumed at that moment that she was doing the more important thing. That's why she got upset with her sister. She thought Mary was doing the less important thing, and Jesus lovingly confronted Martha's misconception by by informing her that Mary had made the better choice. As we go through this refined Sunday, we reflect on 2023, we cast a vision for 2024, we talk about how we're going to implement that theme. It's all in an endeavor for us to be better, for us to have better homes, for this congregation to be a better outpost of the Lord's kingdom, for us to make the better decisions that store up treasures in our eternal home. You see, Today is all about a challenge to be better. And we invite you to accept that challenge with us. Because we all want to go home to a better home, the author of Hebrews would refer to it as. But in order to do that, we have to make the better choices. And maybe that choice for you today is to surrender your life to the Lord Maybe you need to put on Christ in baptism, or maybe maybe you need to make some prioritizations in your life that you haven't thus far. Whatever your need is, once again, we take this opportunity to invite you to make the better decision while together we stand and sing. As the mountains surround Jerusalem,